friends, countrymen, lovers of all things design. This is Grits and Grids. Hey everyone, before we jump into today's show, got a little message from a future guest. Hey, this is Bill Gardner with Logo Lounge and Gardner Design, reminding you that the Logo Lounge call for entry is February the 28th. Don't miss the opportunity to be in one of the largest and best-selling collections of logos ever compiled. So today's the last day, guys. Get in there, upload your logos, and uh, hopefully get published. Now, on to the show. Hey, what's up, Grits and Gritters? We are having an amazing time over here uh, as I am in the middle of some awesome technical snafus. So this is the second time this podcast is being recorded, and I'm not 100% sure it's going to go okay. So <laughs> there's that. Um, today on the show, we have Nate Srantz. And Nate, if for those that don't know, is the creator and the brainchild behind Long Stories Short and the creative director at Buddy, which is a division of Supergroup. Um, Nate, why don't you just say hi and kind of give a little backstory? Hello, everyone. Um, as Joseph just mentioned, yes, I am the design director at the Supergroup, as well as the, uh, I guess, guy in control over at Buddy, which is our sister video division. Um, and that's who I am. Nice. Yeah, and we're, we're built, uh, burning the noontime oil on a uh, Saturday. Um, luckily, Nate was gracious enough to do this podcast again. Um, mainly what happened, and maybe I'll just plug a little clip in just so everyone can get a good giggle, is my recording is coming off sounding like Mickey Mouse. Uh, whereas Nate has a beautiful, sultry uh, you know, voice that's just you know, giving eargasms with his mellow accents, as LL mm. Cool J would say. Um, I'm not. So hopefully this little experiment will take off. Um, this month, it has been themed passion projects or passion in general. Um, obviously, the correlation to Valentine's Day. Thank you, Hallmark. Um, but so many people uh, have ideas about side projects they want to do or quote unquote passion projects, but they never really pull the trigger. So you have your full time jam, which is Buddy and the Supergroup. But you, you kind of launched this thing called Long Story Short. What nudged you over the edge to do that and make that happen? Um, it, it's, it's interesting. I've, uh, you know, I, I feel that our side projects are kind of our punching bags, if you will. I mean, you know, in the creative industry, you're usually frustrated with clients and not really being able to see this vision the way, you know, that you had in mind. So these side projects and passion projects have always been my way of getting out those frustrations. And, you know, I know a lot of people in the creative space and I thought it would be a cool idea if I actually went out and started talking to these people uh, and getting their stories and in parallel with getting their stories, you know, getting more involved with my industry, like, you know, getting behind the camera a bit more, directing people a bit more. And I knew I had that flexibility with friends and, mm -hmm. you know, I could trial and error with friends. You know, I, you know, sorry, I didn't pick that up on the mic. I'm sorry, I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> yeah, as you can relate, <laughs> fully. Right. But uh, it was fun and it wasn't stressful. And it was a project that I didn't really feel it was real projects. It's like I happened to have my camera. Um, can we meet for a handful of hours? And, you know, the more I started talking to these people, I started getting these really and engaging stories and mm -hmm. learn things about people that I knew. Uh, I, I just learned more in depth stuff about these people that I knew. And uh, it just became addictive. 
Yeah, and what's interesting is I feel like you capture um, – so a quick little backstory. Um, there obviously will be links in the show notes, everyone. But uh, long story short is basically an expose on a creative of what or, – or just a person in general that's like, what, a minute long, you'd say, Nate? Yeah, I've just found that people don't have the attention span to give you more than like two minutes. I really tried to – Wait, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So I've really tried to condense the nuggets that I could within a minute, minute and a half, two minutes tops. Now, now, do you think that viewers? So here's my thing: is so these these uh, minute long uh, exposés are, I think, quite brilliant, and they are condensed. And um, I kind of get mad because I finish watching it and I'm like, oh man, I want to hear more. Right. <laughs> No, it, and, um, um, it, it is. It's one of those where maybe it's just me. You know, maybe I'm being hypersensitive to it, but mm-hmm. almost like I don't want to take up people's time. And it's a mental thing with me when I see I'm looking at the playhead here and I'm like, oh, a minute and a half. I will commit to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I guess there's a lot of people who will see four or five minutes and just judge it based on that and just will not watch it. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, getting back to what this is, I mean, this is. Uh, a side project. So there really are no rules. So, you know, I could mm-hmm. start adding to this. Um, if I see more and more people are interested, but, uh, you know, I, I just felt that that was the right amount to learn a little bit about the person and you didn't have to commit tons of time to it. Yeah. And so what's interesting is that, um, since our first recording of this podcast, uh, abstract on Netflix has launched. Have you had a chance to watch any of those? I was out with some buddies the other night and they said it's shot absolutely beautifully. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I heard it's really inspiring and that, you know, those are, I think a lot of people are starting to recognize makers in general now. Um, I think there's all mm-hmm. these things that we've always taken for granted as far as, you know, art and food and you know, things of that nature, like actually hearing why these people do it and the stress and the pleasure that they go through to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really interesting stories that have always been around and now people are starting to re- realize, you know, these stories that are there. And, um, yeah, I've heard those are great. Yeah. They're pretty stellar. And so, um, I I've watched all of them and I'm pretty sure I will watch at least most of them again. Um, so number one, I'll say that after having watched them, I feel like the most uninspiring and, you know, uh, a shallow person <laughs> compared to these people. I'm like, yeah, I never would have said anything like that. That's you're great. Right. I'm probably just going to go over here and blow my clarinet or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like an idiot, but um, it gives you an all new respect. Uh, but I bring it up because I feel like they may like that, that, that documentary series has the opposite problem that long short, like, so all right, long story short doesn't have a problem, but you know, I, I want to know more. Whereas I found with abstract around the 30 minute mark, I end up doing that thing where you pause what you're watching to see how, how much longer there is. Right. Um, so I just feel like it goes on 15 minutes too long where I'm like, okay, I've heard you, you're brilliant and you're amazing. And I'm kind of done listening to you now, um, but it is a really, really just the cinematography and the way they put it together is really great. Um, so had long story short been kind of bubbling in your brain for a while or was it like a weekend where you're like, hey, here's what I should do? 
Um, and, and how'd you reach that moment where you decided to take the leap? Yeah, I, um, again, I think it's knowing a lot of creative people and, you know, I, I'm always interested in them. You know, I'm always interested in why they do it. I mean, I know why I do what I do. Um, but it, it is interesting, you know, when you go out to lunch with someone, you find out actually why they do this, why they, why they put up with it. Cause we could all probably do something else, but you know, and I think that's what's great about, um, like the documentary you were talking about, you see how stressful this stuff can be mm-hmm. and you know, it is. And I think that's why this side project is mentally what I need because at the end of the day, I've dealt with, you know, maybe tough clients. Um, I've been in a brainstorm. I didn't necessarily agree with what was going on or, you know, but then when I get home, I can, I can plan this long story short and do it however I want. As long as I'm on the same page with who I'm interviewing, Mm -hmm. I have that complete freedom and I'm not going to put anything in there that they don't want me to, but I'm also not letting them tell me what the, how to edit the story. And that's kind of the thing we agree on. You know, this is, I want to put you in the best light, but I don't want you to be my boss or I will probably stop, stop doing this. Right. Right. Um, But I think what actually took me, you know, what was the catalyst to actually really do it um, was the fact that, you know, we had started this division of the super group called Buddy and we were doing a lot more video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I come from a design background and we started working more and more with video and more about content. And I wanted to get in there and roll up my sleeves and actually be part of it. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's tough to direct or, you know, own something when you haven't really gotten in there and done it yourself. So it's really a test for me, you know, can I get in there and can I be a one man, you know, video production team? Can I, can I direct it? Can I shoot it? Can I deal with the sound? And, you know, so there was kind of that path going on with learning and then the other path was wanting to create. So, um, it was kind of a no brainer. This is a good stress reliever path for Mm -hmm. me. And probably in doing so you, you find, newfound or or there's newfound respect for the team members that you work with on larger projects. You know, I think it's easy when you don't have your hands on a certain aspect of uh, whether it be video production or, um, you know, architecture and design, or even in the kitchen uh, at, at a restaurant, if you don't have that experience, you may lean towards, Oh, that that's super simple to do, you know, like, Oh, just do that, you know, kind of thing. Whereas if you've done it yourself, you realize how tough it is. I think one of the things I really learned is there is such an art to editing that that originally would have come off of one of those as one of those things that was easy to do. Mm -hmm. Just put it together, edit it. we got the footage, just, you know, make it sound great. But there is such an art doing that to splicing up what people say and to pull that emotion out of people and to give whoever's watching it that emotion. Um, so yeah, definitely. Now you, it's a lot easier to relate with an editor when you're, you know, when he tells you or she tells you that's going to take me a week before it would have been like, really? But you know, now I, now <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Now, now you're like, you don't need longer. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, we all, and I think you probably confirm that sound engineers are idiots, but that's cool. Like it's cool. (laughs) The good news is, is there's probably no sound engineers listening to this podcast. So feel free. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I think a burning question that a lot of people have when they're trying to consider 
uh, find, you know, uh, striking off and doing a passion project um, is how do you start dividing your time between the day job and what you love to do? It's tough, man. I mean, I've got, you know, two kids, a wife, and, you know, obviously I want all of my weekend time and extra time to be spent with them. So uh, there's definitely a balance. And I think it gets back to, you know, your your mental balance. You know, I mm-hmm. a lot of people say things like, well, it's just work. You know, why does it affect you that way? And, you know, but it, you're at work a lot of the day. I mean, you're there eight mm-hmm. hours a day, if not more. Um, so I need that element. I need that extra creative kick when I get home or during the weekend. And again, it doesn't consume me. I do have mm-hmm. a good balance, um, you know, family time and uh, side project time. But I have just found, and you know, I know you're, you're the same, you know, when you have that creative bug, you just got to keep feeding it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter what it is, even if you're not getting paid for this stuff, you, you kind of got to be doing something to make you feel I guess relevant to some degree um, mm. because I don't feel that the creative industry is something you just kind of go into and, you know, well, I'm going to retire from this one day and, you know, you know, get my pension. And I mean, it's <laughs> you've always got to be on your toes. Well, and it's not something you clock in and out of either, right? It's not like, you know, like I imagine my dad, he never went home from work and thought, man, the, the bead on that weld that I did earlier could have been a lot stronger man, I, I should do some tests in my garage to make sure next time, you know, like he was like, Oh no, no, I clocked out and now yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I, I'm not going to work on the finesse of that weld over the weekend. I, right. <laughs> I, I would do with that Monday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wonder if you experienced this and, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I don't know if the missus listens to any of this drivel. Uh, God knows she probably has to listen to you enough, but, um, I find that I, you know, I stop work because I want to have time with my wife because it's very important to me. Um, you still there? Yep. So it's I did my my computer went to sleep like an idiot. Yep. And I'm not going to edit that out because I'm going to give everyone so many reasons to make fun of me. Let them know who you are. Yeah. Hopefully they take to Twitter, uh, a la Trump, and just start complaining about there you me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I find that what, you know, so I take this time out and I'm like, okay, Joseph, you've got to stop working. Um, cause I, I love this stuff. And so I take the time out to be with her and really like, I'll put my phone away. And I've been really cognizant of that lately is just kind of decoupling from my phone. Um, after I watched a video from Simon Sinek, where he basically, you know, he just said, it's like, you get a dopamine shot every time you get a text message or you see something and it kind of, uh, it's a drug. And so you're actually addicted, which is not good. And I, that kind of freaked me out. So I've been decoupling from my phone. And then what I find is I'll hang out with my wife and within 10 minutes, I, I just find her inspiring. And I think maybe it's cause I get relaxed or whatever. Boom. I, I'm inspired and I'm kind of like, Oh man, I kind of want to go back and work. Right. <laughs> Not because I don't want to be with her, but because I have like all these amazing ideas I want to like start getting out. Right. Um, do you find that that happens with you? Again, sorry I'm putting you on the spot. Um, you know, because how can you say no right now? But right. please be honest. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just say no and then hit stop recording. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my wife is uh, a photographer. And then she became a stylist. So she's definitely in the creative industry and gets it. She's a jeweler now. 
Mm-hmm. And she is the exact same way. I mean, she's always working on new jewelry. Um, you know, the, the, the photography aspect of her past plays into that because, you know, she wants to get the perfect picture of the jewelry. So mm-hmm. she can completely relate with what I do and why it's important. So, you know, of course, when I say, hey, I'm going to go interview someone this Saturday, you mind watching the kids for four hours? I mean, she gets it. It's not a, why do you do this? It's, right. uh, she completely gets it. And, you know, we try to give each other that time if she needs her time in her studio to work. Uh, and, you know, it's not a, you're not getting paid for this. We just get it. We had, there's a mutual agreement that we, we both have to do this. So we get right. it. That's awesome. And I, I, so it's the same thing. Uh, my wife is a costume designer in film and television, like wardrobe and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what's funny with that is for those that know anyone in that industry, she works more than me and I work a lot. Right. So when she's not working, she really is turned off for the most part or trying to be turned off from that. Um, so that's a really interesting uh, play. It's kind of funny that we both have found a creative person in our life. Right. Yeah, I think you have to. Uh, creatives are usually with creatives. You know, as far as the ones that I know uh, and talk to the most, um, mm-hmm. I don't think when you're not creative, you don't really get it as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost kind of – I know all of your creative people listening will relate with this, but it almost comes off as the you do pretty pictures – looking down on you almost thing, you know, uh, a lot of people who aren't creative don't get the, the effort and stress that goes into what we do. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, have you ever considered doing a long story short on the missus? Yes. And she's not that excited about it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it always becomes the, you know, my hair doesn't look that great today. Oh my gosh, I can't do it today because you know, the lighting's not perfect. You know, they're, there's always a thing, but one of these days I will definitely get her on there. Talk her into it. Maybe get her a few glasses of wine. Exactly. Just, see, just, exactly. just tell her that you're not filming, but you really are. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. So um, the photography aspect is uh, something worth considering too. And so I've taken up photography as a side thing. I don't want to call it a hobby because I definitely use it professionally. And the more I think about it, the more I would go out on a ledge and say, as a designer or somebody in the creative space, if you don't know how to capture a good photograph, I feel like you're kind of worthless. And I know that's a very, very bold statement, but I think it's so important. And, um, you know, just, I mean, wife's case as an example, you know, Photography is no longer her first, like now she does jewelry design, but the fact that she can take a stellar photo of it probably makes her, you know, side or the uh, jewelry thing even stronger, Um, you know, capturing the right light and setting things up and and styling the photographs and everything. And I find it's the same thing with what we do um, at Vigor, you know, like, okay, great. We designed this amazing, like brand identity and brand communication, visual communication set or suite. But if I just like put that, like, you know, the digital files on a cool color background and flatten them, it's not nearly as powerful as if I set them up, stage it and take amazingly dramatic photos of them. So I, I would venture to say that as a secondary skill, any creatives out there, you really should be trying to latch on to photography. Yeah, you know, I, and I think the evolution for 
me getting into this and the supergroup creating you know buddy was you know we started you know our, our roots are from print uh you know then we obviously started doing a lot of branding and then we got into digital and we were doing a lot of web design and what we started realizing was it was really the the content that was making the design shine i mean it was the video mm-hmm. that we were using the photography um and it almost became, let's invest more of our skill set into creating this content versus reinventing a wheel on how a website should be designed. Because, I mean, as we all know, right now, every site looks the same. There's big horizontal strips that go down the page. And it, <laughs> it really hinges on photography and content and the copy and the videos. And you know, that's, the, that's the part that shines. And we started realizing that. And you know, now corporations don't want to pay you a million dollars to design a website. They, they, they want the, the content to shine. So, you know, we, we reinvented right. ourselves, which then in return made me reinvent myself a little. So. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and, and I hate to downplay the web development community because, um, you know, UI and UX and the actual development of a site, there is an amazing art form to all of that. But I feel like that art form, like true UX and user interface design is best suited for application development more than ever. Um, and by application development, I don't mean there's an app for that, like on your phone, like that's part of it. But like when a website has to do more, um, you know what I mean? So like backend, some, you know, CRM integration, stuff like that. Boom. That's where it's needed. But for your at, you know, every day, like for instance, restaurant, Honestly, like the content is so king. I mean, it's emperor. Uh, it's if there's anything more than emperor, like it's Donald Trump. <laughs> that's, that's two Donald Trump references. I'm just keeping everyone. Uh, no, it's just dead. he's so he's so easy to work into a conversation. Um, I actually, side note, have a complete. Uh, I have an article, hopefully getting published somewhere soon. We're just trying to shop it around to see if any publications have the balls to do it. Um, but basically how to de-Trump your market marketing messaging, mm-hmm. you know, cause like, you know, the whole joke is like, I'm the greatest. I build the greatest things. Ask anyone like that's his like spiel. Um, and what's funny is that's pretty much how every restaurant markets themselves. Right. You know, like we, we make the best hamburgers. They're just the best. Ask anyone. You're going to love our hamburgers. Here's a deal. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's like, dude, stop it. Um, even though he won the presidency, so I guess there's a counter argument to that, right? Well, um, it's still up for debate, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we won't. We we will. I will stop this here because we could easily fall into the political discussion, which is best done while we're both kind of hammered, exactly. and uh, you know that's when the best conversations about uh, political or politics happen, and religion, by the way. Right. Exactly. Um, so back to um what we were talking about what's been your favorite story capture to date uh besides caleb morris who we all love and adore caleb's awesome um i yeah caleb just blew me away with um i've always you know again coming from the design realm i've never been an illustrator it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's it's tough it's like i've always been able to get my point across when i'm working with a team but it's I don't know why it, it is strange to me, and I'm sure it's strange to other people that I'm not that great of an illustrator. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and watching him work, I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, but as far as like real story and just someone with, I don't know, like Kyle Brooks comes to mind as one of my favorite. 
mm-hmm. um, just because he's he comes off as this old soul in this younger body. Um, the guy's just got stories for days, uh, and you know, it's not a show. I mean, it, it's really him. I mean, he he loves what he does. Um, and, you know, talking to him and doing the interview, you know, there's obvious stress that goes on with him too. I mean, I think he even said, uh, in the interview that, you know, every day is a new day that he doesn't have a job, you know, he's right. He's hustling, but you know, he has this very like pure folk way about him, but you know, at the end of the day, he's got to feed himself and family and pay a mortgage and he's got to get out there and, you know, get the work and, um, but he is just a very genuine, unique guy. Um, and, you know, he's the, he's the type that you, you're striving for. Um, right. Because I think I could probably do a, a feature just on him, follow him for a year. Um, and, yeah, that's what I would love, too. I would love for this to eventually evolve to something like that. I mean, I really, if given the choice of, you know, hey, you can do a featured film, I would want to do a documentary. I think. Mm. There are people that are so interesting that you couldn't you couldn't write this story. You know, this guy is mm-hmm. so unique um, and it's real. I mean, you know, it's not real world real, but it's you know, it's uh, you know, you, you're. I think we're drawn to people's passion and you know the the road they've traveled and where they've been, and you can relate with them in certain ways. And it's just it's interesting. Yeah, and Kyle's. You know, you say old soul, but I would I would challenge that, or I would agree with it, but like take it a step further. I feel like he's an old soul, but his soul's from a different plane yes. <laughs> of existence, which is so good. It, it, it not and not in a like a weird kooky way, like you wouldn't let him around your children or anything, but like <laughs> like uh, you know, he, to me, like maybe his soul came from Titan. You know, uh, maybe maybe it's because I'm looking at my Kurt Vonnegut book, but I feel like he's just like on a from a different planet but a planet that I desperately want to be a citizen of, you know? Um, and it's great. You can like the way he talks is he talks about the way he talks about things. You can see why he illustrates the way he does. Cause that's just him. Yeah. And he, he talks like he's got a, uh, not necessarily a side project, but you know, uh, in parallel with his paintings that he does, he does these sign projects where, yeah. He paints a lot of signs and they have random words written on the sign. And he goes around and chooses the two or three words and they will mm-hmm. make absolutely zero sense. Um, but it's for you to interpret. And I think it literally just cracks him up. I think he just, he just loves yeah. his humor. I'm going to put right. you know, sausage and beetle butter together. And right. that's going to be the phrase. So. No, it's so funny. And it, it's <clears throat> so I think that's one of the things and this is going to get into maybe a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, I, I was talking with the guys from Gentlemen, which is a very, you know, a small design studio here in Atlanta. And um, I was also having another conversation with uh, some folks from here in Atlanta. And I was trying to describe like what it is about this town that I love so much. And I think it's the thing, like the unique characters that that really make Atlanta Atlanta. So like Baton Bob is one of them. Um, our our love for Goldie, the uh, the wonderful stripper at the Claremont Lounge. Blondie, 
Blondie, sorry, I want to say Goldie. Damn it. <laughs> same, 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 but different. Yeah. Um, you know, Blondie, like, and and to the point where, like, you know, some some folks, like some out of towners, may, if you told them that there is a guy who dresses in a wedding dress tutu and twirls a baton with a whistle and walks up and down the street, they'd look at you and be like what the hell are you like what's wrong with you and why is that person allowed on the street yeah we will protect them with like like i think baton bob got arrested a few times and people were like yo (laughs) what are you doing release him like we want him on the street whistling and throwing a baton around (laughs) you know and i think nate or uh not nate well yeah you too buddy um kyle it's that same thing like what he does with those signs it is a part of the cityscape that I want there. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, my, the, I have a daughter and a son and they're bringing home Kyle Brooks art. Uh, they're actually teaching, I guess his style or his approach. Um, oh, nice. In school. So, I mean, I've got, I'm actually looking at it right now. My daughter's got one of his bare heads. Um, but uh, he's, he's becoming very influential in Atlanta. I mean, obviously with stuff with the belt line and, very recognizable style Mm -hmm. and uh you know i mean he's been he's been at it i mean uh it it obviously didn't happen overnight so he's been cranking it out and i love his stuff i love him and yeah he's what you strive for in in these stories yeah that's um yeah i actually i i've been meaning to reach out to him i just haven't been able to fit him into a theme so maybe i need to make the theme fit into him yeah Exactly. You know, just make that happen. So maybe for June, um, or or sooner, May. Who knows? Because um, I think the the listenership would just benefit from. I may just hit record and walk away and let yeah. him just yammer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, my my promise to the world has been to keep these around twenty to thirty minutes, um, and that's where we are. And as as predicted, it wouldn't have been a problem. And I feel like we could talk all day, but. You got things to do, so do I, um, as we hustle on the side with our passions. Right. Um, so where can people find you online? Where do you want them to go? Uh, so, uh, again, I am the design director at The Super Group, and that is the supergroup.com. And the sister company is the video production focus company, and that is Buddy. And you can find that at wearebuddy.com. And you can also find the subject matter of our talk today at longstoryshort.tv. That's right. I went old school with the .tv. Um, and that's it. You know, I my goal is to really start cranking on those this year. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe a year from now we put all these together and make a bigger feature of Atlanta Creatives. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot to talk about with that, too. So with that said, everyone, have an amazing week. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with everyone that you know. I'll get the word out and um, we'll talk to you next week. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.